Hey sports fans, I'm Thomas Snapley and you're listening to Cathartic Young, the only podcast in America with two white guys who think they're funny. As always, I'm joined today by my significantly better podcast half, Corey Squall. Thanks, Tom. I couldn't agree more. And Tom, today's episode is brought to you by an up-and-coming brand named Google. I know what you're thinking. What is that? Well, folks, I'm here to tell you. Google is an online service used for locating various tidbits of information on the internet. Looking to find an effective method for mixing your lettuce with other vegetables? Try Googling how to toss salad. Are you an older housewife looking to calmly exact revenge on your landscaper for killing your hydrangeas? Simply Google mature woman screws gardener. Do you want to find videos of your favorite hitting a home run? Type in perky teen takes it deep and press enter. If you're a lonely man and all you want is an activity to keep you occupied in your solitude, try searching for solo mail and bask in all the results that will keep you busy for hours on end. All this and more, completely free on Google. To access Google, simply type in www.google.com on your web browser or type in Google into the Bing search bar. Awesome. So uh, I'd love to harp on that more, Corey. Um, oh, actually, we got to get into Cody's stuff first before I talk about this is going to be a somber episode for for some, not all. As you can tell by the tone of our introduction. Yes. Uh, so dumb shit Cody says anonymously. I'm not saying it's hard to be a commissioner of a fancy football league, but when you have people like Cody complaining, boy, does it make it annoying. So, you know, a lot of us in the league, you know, some are still in school, some of us work. So want to have the draft, you know, and it's a little selfish of me, but I kind of have to revolve it around my schedule because I'm the one working nights. And if you guys are working the day, we can't just have a 3 p.m. draft time because I'm leaving for work and you guys are still there. We decided on a date. Let's say it was August 15th. Cody texts me like a week before the draft and says, why are we drafting so early? I don't understand why we can't just wait. So... Of course, it goes into a frenzy, then we voted, and then we realized you couldn't do the draft, so then... Oops. Yeah, I mean, hey, but you gotta work, you gotta do what you gotta do. So then we have to take it to another vote, and he wants to wait till September, but the thing is, I don't get my September schedule till about August 31st, so it could be possible I'm working all those days. So I asked him, Cody, what do you? when do you want to draft? And he said, well, the season starts September 5th. The game starts at 8.30. I want to draft September 5th at 7 p.m. How ridiculous is he? Very. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He wants, it's like no, no care for anyone else's schedule. No care for anything else. He just wants to, he pretty much wants the actives in for the Thursday night game and then start drafting. I think last year, this is going on a slight fantasy football tangent, but I think last year I did a draft after the season, or after like the first game of the season, and like you retroactively get awarded the points for the guys that you draft. So you could spend like a seventh round pick on a guy who you know is going to put up like X like Rex Burkhead or something. Yeah, and you already then you get the points that he already got, and then it doesn't matter. All right, but enough about Cody. That's that's all the limelight he needs. So, Cody, I'm glad. Thank you for tuning in this week because we know you're going to stop listening. Corey, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. And Is it? you know why. But for those listening, my car has officially died. For those of you who know, Big Blue, 
my 1999 Honda Civic with 180,000 miles on it. Bought it when I was 17, 23 now. Drove it to Massachusetts a couple weeks ago. And ever since then, there's been a couple problems. A couple check engine lights, a couple trips to the mechanic. But officially dust in the wind. And Corey, I know you had a very fond memory of Big Blue. So if you could... Out of respect, please share your, your favorite memories. Well, I, before I share mine, I just want to say that if any of you listening out there have ever been in Big Blue, um, you're probably not really listening because you are likely dead. So, um, yeah, so we went, Was it must have been this summer. I think I had gone a long time without ever being in Big Blue. I think I refused. Um, you did, but I, I, many times. I, yeah, I would rather walk than driving big blue and i'd probably still get there faster um i had avoided it and then i think i was either peer pressured or maybe you know knowing you and he who shall not be named uh i think i was like thrown into the car against my will you know hands tied behind my back bag over my head you know real real kidnapping type shit because we were going bowling and uh you know there i was eyes bugging out i'm screaming but the gag wouldn't allow the sounds to come out and uh we get to the bowling alley and it's time to exit the car which obviously i did not want to be in the car so you're thinking (laughs) oh man he must have been trying to get out as soon as he humanly could and the answer to that is yes i was trying to get out as fast as possible however that did not come easily as the door decided it was not going to open. Uh, and Tom, am I, am I remembering correctly? Did the other door on the other side of the back seat not work? Okay, so this was, <laughs> I think it was the winter. Because I remember it be, I think it was cold outside. Sure. It was. It, it was the winter. It was January. So the one door wouldn't open, which is also the side where the window did not work. <laughs> and then you went on the other side opened it but then when you closed it you closed it on the seatbelt, and we couldn't get it back open so it was just kind of propped open like a frozen car in the seatbelt for i don't even know how long and i don't know how we didn't rip the door handle right off the car trying to I'm surprised we didn't rip to the door it, off <laughs> yeah i it was, yeah, and I remember that was your first experience, and you were like, this is why I never voluntarily asked you to drive, essentially. So, uh, that was a good one. I think the best part was when I brought Big Blue down to school, and we were doing a hockey shoot for our TV station, and I go, oh, I'll drive. It's great. You guys could all see my whip. And the one who shall not be named and... The one who's anonymous, Cody, different people. Come on, guys, keep up. Uh, they knew they've driven in my car or whatever. And I pulled up and you made some kind of comment like, I don't even know. But it was it was a sight, you know, the paint chipping, the two of the four windows didn't work. Um, yeah, it was great stuff. I drove that Corey, I don't know, you definitely don't believe this, but I drove that car 80 miles a day for, from about March to August, to, to and from work, wow. and it is absolutely amazing. I think the thing that uh, surprises me most about Big Blue is 
the fact that somehow it's a car, even though it was older than the wheel itself. You know, like it it predates the invention <laughs> of the wheel. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, anyone wants to send gifts, um, I I will accept them, but also please respect my privacy at this time. But yeah, gifts are always good. All right. So speaking of cars, Corey, you were very passionate about. A certain thing with cars I, this thing now very easy to do because big blue is a nice small compact car she was <sighs> nothing nothing will ever place her in my heart but Corey, you hate backing into spots i don't really know why i understand the hatred but can you try to enlighten me about it yeah i will just why say so terrible about big blue anything on earth could replace big blue i have hot wheels that are more valuable than big blue uh <laughs> so maybe maybe don't get all sentimental on us now <laughs> um but no, I look. I'm. I have road rage. It is. If you've ever driven with me, you are aware. And he, here's the thing about other people: they're stupid. That's. It's a fact of life. Like I don't care how smart you are, you're probably dumber than most people. Because if you think you're smart, you're dumb. It's a fact. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to say, if you think you're smart, you're probably dumber than me. I was. I can't believe you didn't say that. I mean, yeah. Look, I don't. I don't want to <laughs> brag, but yes, that's correct. Um, but no, I. When you were behind a, a two-ton ball of steel moving at high speeds, you need to be held accountable. I was having this conversation with my dad the other day, who also has some similar fits of road rage, and like. If the worst thing that happens to you when you're driving like a moron putting your life and the life of others in danger is that you hear a loud beeping sound from another car, I think that's not so bad. So people drive dumb all over the place. I've I've had to become a very defensive driver because of the stupidity of others. And the stupidity of others has led them to start backing into parking spots. And I am very much against backing into parking spots because... Why the hell do you need to back into a parking spot? Okay, so as someone who doesn't always back in, but someone who has backed mm-hmm. in, so someone spots, who has been a self-centered asshole, continue. <laughs> so there's in the parking lot at work. There's so there will be a line of cars to your left and to your right, and then there's another lot in the back. And when I go to circle around, there's spots along a fence. And then there's another two lines of parking. So when I go around and take the left, instead of driving straight sometimes, I'm in the perfect position to back up that car. So 100 out of 100 times, I will back into that spot if there's not enough parking up front. So in that situation, and I'm sure this isn't the only parking lot in the world that's like that, sometimes it is easier to back into a spot. Now... If there's, you, I mean, let me ask you this. You like pulling through a spot because you like not having to back out of it, correct? I mean, yeah, it's one less movement to make. Okay, so if there's, if you're in a parking lot and there's two spots and you choose to pull through, I'm okay with that. I will never back into a spot like that. But let's say you're in that parking lot and you're pulling in head first so you have to back out you would never back into the spot so then when you're leaving you can just pull right out never in a million years why not well there's two reasons one i think that would be harder 
to do pulling in. I mean, there's a reason we drive Backing. forwards and not backwards. It's easier to move your car forward than it is to go in reverse. Um, even though I know you have to go in reverse to get out, A, there's a chance that you won't have to if you can pull through on your way leaving. Um, but I've had it so many times where like I'll be driving behind a car in a parking lot and I'm looking for a spot and they will pass a spot. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay. I can take the spot or I can keep looking. They're obviously going to continue looking. And then out of nowhere, suddenly they'll stop and start going in reverse with no warning. There's no, like, I'm going to be reversing right now thing. It's just, oh, shit, this car is now moving towards me and I am behind them. Um, so then they're screwing with me because now I have to go in reverse to let them into the spot. I have to wait for them versus had they just pulled in like a human, I wouldn't have to wait for them it would just they'd make their one motion and i'd go around them and continue my hunt so i kind of ran into that the other day but i so i was going to the beach with my little sister and i was parallel parking now this may be a whole nother thing for you but i was by it it was a spot in front of the stop sign which it was a perfectly legal spot but what I did is before I got there, and this is this could be misleading, I put my turn signal on. And I, I paralleled into that spot, and you have to back into parallel park. I don't know if you ever tried to parallel park going in head first. It's, it's not pretty. You don't do a good job unless you really have, unless you have a compact car, and it's as much signal on when, before they go to back in, would that deter you to maybe go around them so you can let them back into their spot, or are you just always going to, what it sounds like you are and tailgate someone in the parking lot looking for a parking spot all right you don't tailgate in a parking lot that's i don't even think you it sounds like i don't even think that. you can do that because the whole premise of a parking lot <laughs> is that you're going so slowly that like no i i think if i see someone put a turn signal on in a parking lot that's not parallel parking and i do want to go back to that actually because i feel like you you portrayed me in a negative light and i don't think i deserve that um but <laughs> If I see a, a blinker go on in a parking lot, I'm going to assume you're going to pull in forwards into another spot in front of you and not go backwards. So, like, I don't know. If, if you're going to back into a spot because there's no, you know, we're not driving gigantic, uh, like, 18-wheel trucks that beep when they move backwards. So, you know, there's no, there's no signal to, like, hey, I'm going to be backing into this spot. So I propose... We give everyone a sign that they keep like between their seat and their door on the driver's side that if they're going to be backing into a spot, they roll down their window and they hold up this sign out their window. That way the car behind them can read the sign that will say, I'm an asshole and I'm going to be backing into this spot. And then you're like, okay, well, at least they gave me fair notice that they are an asshole and they're going to be backing up into this spot. And then I'll be like, you know what? I appreciate the heads up. That's fair. I just don't understand why you feel so passionately that you'll never back into a spot. Again, sometimes it's easier. And, it's never you know, easier. when you're going... I explained it before. I don't pay attention to what you say. This is my podcast. <laughs> I'm going to draw you a diagram, and then I'll put it on our Instagram and Twitter that's at YoungPod. Give us a follow, and I'll show you exactly where the spots are and why backing in is easier for that i just i remember when we initially brought this up and it was two people for backing into spots when necessary not always versus you 
you said I have no friends because of our disagreement and your passion towards this is I appreciate your passion. I just don't understand why it's this much when it comes to backing into spots. Because it wastes my time and it annoys me. And <laughs> what more could you want? Corey, let me ask you. Let something. me answer something. Do you, Do you know how to back into a spot? I honestly don't know if I've ever done it, but I'm very good at I I could drive down the highway in reverse and be better than most drivers out there. Don't hold me to that, but I'm saying it, I'm asserting it, and I will stand by it until the day I die driving backwards down the highway. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, huh. well, I guess for don't knock until you try, it's always uh, always something I like to go by, and I think maybe, I, all right, well, what are you going to say? I, I want to go back to that parallel parking thing. <laughs> okay, I'm not right. over that. Okay. You've, you've mischaracterized me. All right, so, so what about so it? Let me, I just want to make sure that before I, I go off on this, I want to make sure I'm understanding. So you you were trying to parallel park. You went past the spot. You stopped. Then you put on your blinker and started to back in. I put on my blinker before I went past the spot, but yeah. Okay. Okay, no, I know it. You did everything right. But that's the problem is with that, and I could see why it maybe might have been confusing. It was, the spot was literally right in front of a stop sign. So I guess they could have thought I was going to turn right at the stop sign. But, I mean, either way, I I got in the spot and she drove around. And I saw by the time I parked the car and got out, she was still driving around for a spot. So I don't really feel bad. And again, she like, you know. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's nothing on you. I mean, it's an unfortunate situation, and you didn't get a ticket, right? No, because it was a perfectly legal spot. Was it 30 feet from the stop sign? No. That's right. I got a 92 in my driver's no, but oh. No, but, the, I mean, it's a marked spot. Okay. Be, I think, and it probably because it's not, it wasn't like a, like, kind of residential area but it was right next to the beach so i think they just try to get as many parking spots as possible but it wasn't like you know it the spot next to it was the same length they both had the white lines it's not as if they were the white or the yellow diagonal lines that signal like hey you can't park here but yeah it was it was fine perfectly legal all right so then yeah just uh just an angry mother and you know didn't it inconvenienced her slightly, even though you did everything right. Yeah. You know what? That said, if you had a sign between your driver's door and the driver's seat that you could hold out the window, like, hey, I'm going to be backing into this parallel parking spot, I think that's fair. Then you, you could have done that. And you know what? Your sign wouldn't have even had to say, I'm an asshole. It, would, it could have said, sorry for the mild inconvenience, but this is the way of the world. <laughs> Yeah, and I wasn't even driving Big Blue at that point either. She had, uh, you know, she was on her deathbed. So, you know. Good. Uh, so it all comes full circle, Corey. It all comes full circle. Yeah. All right. You got, you got mean, anything else about cars and parking you hate? Any last Big Blue memories? I'm Big Blue. Have you ever seen the movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Denzel Washington, too. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but. Dude, he was a lawyer. All right. Okay, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> that was important. Um, it was. It's a oh, it's a good movie. You know Streets of Philadelphia? Bruce Springsteen wrote that song just for the movie? Not a Bruce guy. I mean, not... 
and yeah, I know, but and not that it really matters because artists do that all the time. But yeah, it was I don't know where it was on the charts, but it's a you know a fairly popular song that you know movie, not an actual single used for the movie, a song written for the movie. Yeah, like you said, that happens all the time. I'm not impressed. Sorry, Bruce. And oh well, um, he also did it for. Did you ever see the movie The Wrestler? Yes, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah. The um, the song at the end he wrote just for the wrestler, and he did it for free because the budget on that movie was very low. Shot in forty days, some of it in New Jersey, all of it in New Jersey, I think, and some of it in my hometown. Tom, I'm gonna say this as enthusiastically as possible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. Great stuff. Good movie. All right, you were saying. I don't even. Oh, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fucking got me so lost in my own comment. <laughs> Yeah, that was Jesus, dude. Take your medicine. Like, <laughs> whew, that was you got us way off. Um, so Philadelphia, you know, it's it's a good depiction of the AIDS and HIV crisis um, that we all know Tom Hanks has struggled with. Um, of course. But when he gets all the the splotches, I forget what they're called, um, and he's just covered in like the not warts. What the hell are they called? doesn't matter but he's covered in the spots and it's like oh this is the this is the effect that aids and hiv i guess not hiv this is the effect that aids has on someone you know they get the splotches and whatever that's what big blue looked like big blue had car aids that's probably what ultimately got her i i don't like how this is your last comment but i really can't do anything about it <laughs> it's the truth. Tell me that Big Blue didn't look like it had AIDS. No, she didn't. Don't disrespect her like that. Big Blue had AIDS. Donate if you want to donate. Donate to uh, the the AIDS Foundation for Cars. <laughs> Our next podcast sponsor. Yes, and the only way to find out what the clever thing that they will come up with is to tune in next time. Uh, I think hopefully we'll be back next week the first time in a while I have a two week two weeks in a row recording so yeah everyone thank you uh, again follow us on Instagram and Twitter at YoungPod and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon.